0: If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In the name of the living and true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. My mom is visiting for a few days and I was able to give her an early Mother's Day gift this week. For some background, my mom is a lifelong kindergarten teacher. So she's spent her whole life around five-year-olds and which is why she talks really loud, really slow, and uses really small words. Our oldest son is an aspiring teacher, and this past semester he's been doing some long-term substitute teaching at a local high school. And so this week I was able to take grandma to the school to peek her head inside the classroom and to see her grandson in action. My son was very gracious. We came in and he introduced us to the class. After introducing us, one of the students in the back turned around to me and my mom, and with a slightly confused look, she asked, so you're his dad and you're his mom? Of course, my mom was greatly flattered. It just made her day. That was the early Mother's Day gift. She still thinks that this girl was just being kind and paying her a compliment. I'm certain that she was not, that this high school girl was serious and that she thought that I was like a 97-year-old man. So I was deeply insulted. I didn't always look twice my age. Once upon a time, if you can believe it, I was a little kid, a sweet, darling, wonderful, obedient kid. I was such a good kid that my parents chose to call me Little Father Doran in hopes that I would one day be a priest. Okay, none of that was true, except for the little part. I was little once for like 10 minutes. No, I was not a perfect child. Surprise, surprise. And as much as I loved my mom and my dad, I did not always obey them. And as we shall see in today's Bible reading, love and obedience while they're supposed to go hand in hand. Today's reading takes place the night before Jesus dies on the cross. On the night before he dies, Jesus spends a long time with his disciples in the upper room, teaching them many important things. He celebrates the first communion meal with them, and he instructs them to do this in remembrance of me. And so we do. With Christians throughout the ages and across time and space, we gather every week, sometimes more than once, and we celebrate communion. We receive the bread and the wine, our Lord's sacred body and blood, and we remember his sacrifice on the cross for us. This holy food and drink, it fills us with God's presence and gives us grace and strength to follow Jesus, to live like him and to love like him. After supper with his disciples, Jesus washes their feet. He is their leader, their teacher, their Lord, but he washes their feet as if he is their servant. And he then teaches them, saying, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. After washing their feet, Jesus goes on to teach them a new commandment. A new commandment I give to you, he says, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. What makes this commandment new? Well, Jesus has already taught them to love God and love your neighbor. It's new because now Jesus teaches them to love one another as he loves them. He says, as I have loved you, love one another. What does this mean to love others as Jesus loves us? Well, it means to be a servant, just as Jesus is, to wash one another's feet, but it goes much deeper than that. We know what's about to happen to Jesus the next day as he's he's teaching his disciples, but the disciples don't yet know. Jesus is about to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world because of his deep love for the whole world. Jesus loves us so much that he not only serves us, but he's willing to give his whole life for us. And not just for us, but for everyone. Jesus dies on the cross, not just for his friends, for those who love him, but for everyone, even for those who do not love him, even for his enemies. No matter what anyone thinks of Jesus, he loves them and dies on the cross for them. And this is the kind of love jesus teaches us to have actually he doesn't just teach us he commands us a new commandment i give to you that you would love one another as i have loved you which brings us to today's gospel on that same night around that same table jesus goes on to teach if you love me you will keep my commandments twice he says it whoever has my commandments and keep them loves me. What are Jesus' commandments? Well, he's summed them up already for them when he gives them the summary of the law when he says, you shall love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. These two commandments fulfill all of God's commandments. St. Paul actually explains this further writing to the Romans when he says, Whoever loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment, he says, are summed up in this sentence, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love God and love your neighbor. If we keep these two commandments, we keep the entire law. And as we've just discussed, Jesus goes on to give a new commandment, a qualification to love our neighbor not just as ourselves, but as he has loved us. These are our Lord's commandments. They're simple, really. We know them. We believe them in our heart. We confess them with our mouth. But Jesus says to his disciples and to us, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That is, if you love me, you will not just believe them, you will do them. Yes, it is important to tell God that we love him and to tell our neighbors, our families, our moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, sons and daughters, friends, and even enemies that we love them. But the commandment does not stop there. In fact, it's barely just the beginning telling someone we love them is simply not enough what if god told us that he loved us but then did nothing else what if he left us to fend for ourselves without a savior without a comforter without a counselor and guide god is a god of word and deed he is a god of action and he commands us to follow him in this so jesus says if you love me keep my commandments. Love is not just a word or a feeling, it is a deed and an action. Loving God and loving our neighbor is not just something that we say, it's something that we do. Jesus breaks the bread and takes the cup and says, do this. Jesus gets down on his hands and knees and washes the dirty feet of his disciples and he says, I've given you an example that you also should do. As I have done for you. Jesus dies on the cross and he teaches his disciples saying if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his own cross and follow me. We love Jesus not by saying what he says but by doing what he does. You can learn wisdom from the early church on this point. St. John Chrysostom writes, at all times It is works and actions that we need, not a mere show of words. It is easy for anyone to say or promise something, but it is not so easy to act on that word or promise. If you love me, Christ said, keep my commandments. I have commanded you to love one another as I have done to you. To love me is to obey these commands and to submit to me your beloved. That language of submission can make us feel uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to our modern ears because the blaring message of the world is to submit to nothing and no one but the self, to put the self in the place of of God even. Surely this is the gate that is wide and the way that is easy that many enter through, but whose way is destruction. As our Lord teaches on the Sermon on the Mount, the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. St. Gregory the Great speaks of this narrow way when he writes The proof of love is its manifestation in deeds. This is why John says in his letter He who says, I love God and does not observe his commandments is a liar. Our love is true if we keep our self will, that's the easy way, if we keep our self will in check according to his commandments. One who is still wandering here and there through his unlawful desires does not really love God because he is opposing God in his self-will. And St. Cyril of Alexandria writes, "'For even if a person says that he loves God, "'he will not immediately merit credit "'for having true love of God, "'since the power of virtue does not stand on speech alone, "'nor piety on naked words.'" Rather, it is distinguished by performance of good deeds and an obedient disposition. Keeping the divine commandments is the best way to give living expression to our love towards God. It presents the picture of a life lived in all of its fullness and truth. It is not a life sketched out in mere sounds that flow from the tongue, but it gleams instead with the altogether radiant and brilliant colors that paint a portrait of good works, St. Cyril writes. May God this day give us the grace of his Holy Spirit, his spirit of truth, to see clearly those places in our own lives that he desires for us to grow in our loving others as Jesus loves us, not in word and speech, but in deed and truth. In the name of the living and true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.